Alright, and it looks like we're good to go on this one. Hey there everyone, and thank you for dropping by tonight. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is show number 193. Damn, 193 already? Damn, time's really catching up with me. Uh, This is your host, Invader, and I'm really excited to get to some of the Xbox news that has made the rounds the past week or so. Xbox has had their latest indie showcase. What did we think of it? Well, we'll get into that in a sec. Also, Hellblade received, uh, well, a little bit of a, uh, there's a little bit of a surprise in enhancement on Xbox Series consoles. We will get into that as well. And QuakeCon is on the horizon with some interesting rumors hitting the rounds. We'll cover that and a little more. But first, let me introduce my fellow Xboxians on the TXR panel, and I'll kick it off with Centurion, buddy. Hey, how you doing over there? What is up, everybody? It is Sunday night. It is time to talk games. And yes, we had an Xbox show this week, so there is a lot to talk about. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there is uh, quite a few things to talk about. You well, are correct. Well, I guess, yeah, I could also be... I've been kind of sleeping with another console for this past week. Oh, no way. No way. Mm-hmm. Who are you cheating I'm, on? D- I'm trying to <laughs> knock out Days Gone. I really am. I'm at that point where I'm like hunting the hordes before I try to cap off the the final mission of the campaign. Uh, But yeah, I'm really trying to get some of my backlog knocked out. And I've been staring at Days Gone for sitting on the shelf forever. So it was time to kind of get that one dealt with. All right. All right. Yeah, I I really want to uh, hit up Days Gone too. Uh, There's a few uh, PlayStation titles uh, that I want to get to. Uh, now that I look, I look at it, I mean, I have a week off coming up, so I, I want to check out some of these titles that I've been sitting on. So, you know, just, uh, I will <laughs> definitely say it's tragic if it's true that there's not going to be a sequel, but I, I really want to say that could we really say that there's never going to be a sequel? I remember when Bioware and EA took the stance and pretty much facepalmed everybody and said, no, we are not doing a Mass Effect remaster. That is not where our priorities are. Mm. And they kind of changed their tune real quick. So you never know. Yeah, because EA and Bioware smell money. That's why. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Jim Ryan likes to smell money because he's putting that crap on everything i'm well you get you get the impression mm, yes i do and no playstation's not crap he's just he's putting it on everything yeah some of his commentary has been uh not so well received in the last uh what six months maybe even a year or so uh but moving further down the list here general mld buddy great to see you back here how you doing hey good to be here good to talk with you fine gentlemen it's a uh, it's a very interesting week. Uh, of course, Xbox is always uh, keeping it interesting, always giving us new things to discuss and look forward to. Currently, uh, I'm trying to get my backlog completed before Halo Infinite comes out, but unfortunately, I left all the open world games to the very end. I'm debating whether or not I should start Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Valhalla because I don't really care about the order. I but... believe Centurion could give oh. you a tip there. Actually, you would want to probably play it in order because of the fact Odyssey. In Origins, they didn't really do a good job of leading up, but in Odyssey, there is a story that I know carries over so far, but I have only done a little bit of Valhalla because uh, my my Series X bricked 
playing Valhalla. So I've kind of had a little trepidation playing that game again. <laughs> okay. All right. Honestly, first it is. Might as well. I, it, okay. Now, the only thing is, it's to properly do these games, I mean, you got to put, like, you won't see the final ending of the main story of Odyssey unless you go through and you start going after all the the mythical creatures and going after all the, the all the assassinations and the tree of the sons of Kratos or whoever they are. I mean, you got to put some work into it to get that that final ending. But when you actually kind of see the ending and get into the story, it's a mind blowing story. Okay, good to know. I'm expecting at least a solid 60, 80 hours into the each um, game. Dude, I've got about 200 hours in Odyssey. Oh, boy. Well, I don't think I'm a completionist for these Ubisoft games, but okay, yeah, let's see where this goes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Actually, yeah, I just picked up a uh, Ubisoft game uh, with the past uh, sale, the summer sale. What was it? Uh, I got the Far Cry 5 Gold Edition because, well, okay. yeah, I've been itching to play some Far Cry. So, oh, Dude, you haven't played Far Cry 5? No, but I, I, it's funny enough. I remember you talking about it, so I'm like, you know Dude, what? It's everybody like... talks about all the bad guys, but I think, I think the father was one of the most iconic. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still Team Boss. Uh, I mean, he's good too, but... <laughs> but, dude, if we really think about it, I'm not trying to be mean. Voss was second in command. I know, but he, his, his he character... Was, he, was, he was, like, Darth Maul. Like, mm. yeah, you're you're that guy, but you're not the guy. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but when we talk about the father, that dude was, like, creepishly... I mean, talking like, here, drink the Kool-Aid. Well, I know, but Vass was just batshit crazy. I, I, I <laughs> love seeing that. Yeah, well, I picked up the gold edition, like I said, and it, it comes with the Far Cry 3 classic. So I, I was like, hey, you know what? Because of the season pass that's included. So, hey, you know, I get all this additional content for like 23, 25 bucks. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll pick it up. So I, I will at least say Voss was more iconic than the actual main bad guy of Far Cry 3. Oh, that no, I, I will, true. dude. Voss is. I will definitely say Voss kind of started, kicked that whole thing off of you know iconic bad guys for the Far Cry series. Yes, hundred percent, mm. totally. All right, moving on down here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, how you doing, bro? Oh yeah, doing pretty good. Just uh, been doing some packing. Got most of my uh, gaming packed up. Uh, about to move into it new house here soon so have to just prioritize what i'm playing so lately just had my 3ds and my vita, vita out and uh just my xbox so um uh, basically stuff that i can play that's mobile <laughs> so i can pack up everything else uh mm -hmm. at least for the next few months but i was playing some Katamar katamasi uh, or no i i was trying to kind of it's like when you it's like when you say the first word but you you blend in this last word when you say it like opposite. <laughs> yeah, Katamari Damasi. Um, I've been playing that, the re-roll. It's just a, uh, basically a remaster of like the original. Um, but I've been playing that because it's just kind of easy time killer. It's I thought you had fun. a Kishi. A Kishi? Oh, yeah, I have a Kishi. So um, you're not, you're not X-Clouding it? Uh, n not right now. Um, well, some, I can well, I'm not sure which which games are. Sometimes, like the games that are in Game Pass, sometimes not all the games are in cloud right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're slowly being added. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe the ones I've been playing are, but I just hadn't whipped it out. Because um, lately, if I was doing mobile, I'd just I'd flip out my uh, 3DS. I've been trying to get to. Uh, I, I got what happened a few years ago is I when I was because uh, I never played through Majora's Mask on N64. I like I think when I was like I forget how old I was when it first came out, like 11, 12, or something like that. I. I didn't really get the the whole Groundhog's Day <laughs> aspect of it, um, so I didn't like finish it like I did Ocarina at the time. Why um, does the so moon it, keep hitting the city? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, I'm trying to kill this like, not thinking like you know long term for the like the Skull Kid boss, but I'm like, well, how am I supposed to beat him? Because because you meet him that first part, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Not knowing, okay, you're supposed to already have like you know to turn back time and stuff. I was like, oh, I, I don't know what to, yeah. So, but I, I got on the 3DS, um, so I was playing. It was a perfect time to, you know, get it at that point when they re-released it. Um, but that's Dude. when I had the night before I put all my games into this uh, game case I got from Nintendo. <laughs> um, so, but then I somehow left it in my car, and my car got broken into. So, oh, <laughs> like all of my no. 3DS oh, games were that. in that case, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so I never I got really far in that game, so I just hadn't gone back to it, even though I replaced my 3DS years ago. Um, so I've been just running through that, just trying to get back to where it was. But dude, I remember when Majora's Mask came out, you had to like buy the graphics expansion for the Nintendo 64 just to mm-hmm. play the game. Remember that big old like yep, Lego yeah. block locket thing you had to plug yeah. in the top of it. Oh man, dude! I remember just playing that. I actually enjoyed that series of games back on the sixty-four. Majora's Mask was one of those ones that, at the end game, if you had all the masks and you were able mm-hmm. to become like the God Link, that's where it got fun. Yeah, I think that was like the only game that really required it for performance. The the other one it came with was uh, Donkey Kong sixty-four, but that was because that was the only way they knew had to fix because there was a game-breaking bug. So they're like, well. The easiest way to fix it is if we just include the expansion pack because giving it more RAM just solves the issue versus actually they didn't have enough time or, I guess, you know, funds left over to, like, go in there and try to actually fix it. But we're like, well, if you just include the expansion packs, expansion pack, it, you know, it fixes itself. So that's why everyone got one for free. Um, when they well, bought- the, the 64 oh. also gave us birth to the Rumble pack. You had to plug that thing into the bottom of the controller, and that was either that came with Star Fox yes. 64 yep. or yeah. was yeah. also right. used with uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, oh, that was yeah. so bulky back in the day, but it was so cool. You had to put the batteries in your rumble pack. I loved it. I loved it. When I picked up Star Fox 64 and got the rumble pack, I was just I was blown away. I know it was so simple. At the time, Star Fox but... 64 was one of those games where no matter how many times you beat it, you would just do it again. Oh, yeah. Well, there were so many different branching paths that you had to, like, do perfectly to go a certain oh, way. Yeah. To... Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, some very memorable moments, too. Um, okay, guys, uh, Timmy is uh, running a little behind. He should be here, well, in a bit anyways. Uh, but before we get into things, just a reminder that you can listen to the show on a wide variety of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. So, hey, check us out on those 
as well we're also on different video platforms like rumble there's a whole bunch of links links provided in the description if you're interested in checking us out on these other platforms now on to our first bit of news tonight and let's see here earlier this week we had xbox's second id at xbox showcase we got some new announcements, developer interviews, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I didn't really get a chance to catch it live, but I caught the feed afterwards. Shockley, buddy, did you get a chance to watch the Xbox Indie Showcase? And if you did, uh, what did you think of it? Oh, yeah, um, that one I, I totally missed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um that one I had, I didn't see anything. Uh, I I think I just forgot to watch it because I, I didn't mm-hmm. see anything trending about it. Um, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Nothing really catches my eye except I was trying to. I haven't gotten around to it. The uh, first uh, was uh, origami. Um, so I saw saw that one. That second one was in there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't gotten around to play the first one on that one. But nothing from what I'm looking at it like. Kind of like the last one with the song of iron that caught my eye um from like from the last uh id and some of the few other ones that kind of stuck out N- from the ones i'm looking at by nothing s- stands out too much i'm thinking maybe the the library of uh how do you say it? rooney runa <laughs> um that one looks interesting but um mm-hmm. i didn't catch a whole lot of it other than <laughs> up, up until recently so um not sure if anyone especially from the last uh id at xbox with the like four hour show um <laughs> that one i actually sat through and then like well checked in and out after i knew it. i was like wait this is going on way longer than it should be um but other than uh stardew valley i know i have that on the on the switch so that'd be cool one to come to like Game Pass if that's coming like day one that'd be good. Uh, uh, just outreach for that game just to get a broader audience. But mm-hmm. um, nothing stands out as much as like in the first first one seemed like a had a few more hits from what I'm showing from like what like Windows Central mm-hmm. has um, than last time. But um, it, did they already? Um, I'm trying to think of when. Did, is there any update on like? Uh, Tunic, I feel like we've seen that game for like five, four years. Um, I, was that in the last show? I, I, they, there's still no update I don't think on. So. Oh, okay. I still haven't heard anything about Tunic. I didn't see anything personally from the updates that I saw. Um, okay. I haven't. No, I haven't seen any. Talk that's about when we Tunic. got on the last ID one right before it. Uh, we got kind of an update of uh, what do you call it? The Stalker. They were saying that hey, we weren't going to be there, but here's some like you know screenshots of. Uh, um, like character models, like the detail you're going to see in the game. So, um, so I was wondering if there was any updates that maybe weren't. Hey, we're not going to be at the show, but here's some of these games that you've been wondering where they are. You know, going to be, but I guess not. Uh, yeah, this one seemed a little more low key. Like yeah. uh, I didn't watch it myself either, but yeah, I, I see like the I read the recaps of it. But overall, I mean, yeah, it had, it had said it showed almost what 30 games, six titles that were coming in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I would look. I would look forward to Stardew Valley. I mean, I hear a lot of good things about that that IP, but mostly it's just yeah. It just seemed like a low key. Hey, we're supporting indies. Look at all this variety. Look at all these games. 
Uh, I think we should, it, was, it was a nice little appetizer, which is fine. It's good. They, they, they didn't overhype it, so we can't really fault them for it being, like, really low-key. So, eh, it's all good. There's always QuakeCon and Gamescom later on. What was the presentation? How'd they do it this time? Did they do another? It was the same kind of show? setup. Like, really? I think it was a little bit shorter. Maybe like two and a half to three hours, if I'm not mistaken. Because I nice. I did catch a bit of the recap, but uh, yeah, it was still Twitch. Like, because again, it's in partnership with Twitch, and they did it with the streamers again. So oh they really needed just do it like how because Twitch is a huge uh, place for indies as well. Like that's where indies are doing really great. So I don't know why they don't just do it like that because people are going like, okay. Cool. Like Nintendo really hasn't released much at all news. Like they've only, it's like they did have a lot at the beginning of the Switch, but like lately, if you just think about it, other than like remasters and stuff like that, they haven't. Maybe I don't know what. Maybe twenty nineteen. I'm just trying to think the last, you know, actual big release they've actually had. Um, Animal so Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that in 2020, I guess that was like the real last one because they did have like Paper Mario, but that kind of came and went and didn't really recapture a lot of what a lot of the fans of that series That's so wanted. Like still, those were, didn't seem like big ones. Animal Crossing was definitely. Um, but yeah, other than that, if you're not into because you have to be I bought Animal Crossing day one. I bought this Animal Crossing switch. I pl I maybe put five hours into that game. <laughs> just because I was trying to figure out, you know, the economy. And then I was seeing how everybody was like, just, you know, tricking the system to do all that. I, I don't know. I just kind of fell off because that's when, you know, Final Fantasy, the remake came out. So, but there's not, you got to be like really somewhat invested in that game. So that one was kind of hard to come back to back and forth. But indies are really good uh, to, you know, good pillar um, for that switch and whenever they do those people like the showcases people actually like tune in because they know it's not going to be very long and they can like oh cool that you know that indie you know caught my eye with the uh, katana zero or you know any of those other ones um they really need to just do that because then no one's gonna like if this, this was like oh cool there's like a new five minute in, or seven minute ten minute whatever indie showcase kind of like they do with the directs cool you actually go and spend the time to watch it versus if hey it's going to be two and a half hours so nope no we're not going to watch it and then we're just going to look over you know windows central or look through twitter and you're going to miss a lot of the other indies so something that would have caught your eye you might not even scroll over because you wouldn't have actually seen it so mm -hmm. i don't know they they really need to revamp that but true eh, it's trial and error they'll learn yeah. It's getting shorter, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they are learning and they're seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, I don't know if they can adjust anything with because of their partnership with Twitch at the moment. Who knows how many more of these we'll be seeing down the line. Uh, now, Centurion, I believe uh, you watched uh, the bulk of this stream. What did you think of like the format and the announcements and all that? Now, I will definitely say after there was a few times I fast forwarded, but um, I wasn't a big fan of how they presented it. Um, I'm curious if this is what they were going for. Um, 
if that's the case, um, I don't know. See, I'm not here to point fingers and stuff, but I wasn't a big fan of at least one of the hosts. Uh, the gentleman who was there, I had never known him before. I really liked how he actually ha- was really great in showing how Xbox uh, with the inclusivity. Um, but it did. Um, I just don't know if I felt the energy from the other host. I just kind of, and then some of the other interviews, I wasn't, I mean, it almost felt like we were doing a podcast like we are right now. At one time, there was a delay in one of the review, in uh, one of the uh, interviews. Um, it seemed like during the interview, one of the developers, there was two developers, but it was mostly one of them talking and like the one other one had to kind of almost interrupt to kind of start interjecting to get her piece in. It almost felt very like the flow hadn't been down. I mean, yes, it's great to involve the streamers, but I mean, I know guys in podcasting will use Invader, for example, that takes it very seriously when we have a a developer on or anybody that, you know, from Xbox. I mean, things are laid out in like a map. There's questions that we've all talked about. And it actually almost felt like none of these people didn't have a conversation the night before on how some of these interviews were going to go down. And I'm not trying to say that to be insulting, but it just came off that way. And I mean, at least I just feel like I'm wondering if that's the tone that Xbox was going for. Cause I mean, big example, go listen to the Sarah Bond interview and you'll hear somebody pour themselves a drink. Mm. Like in the middle of Sarah Bond talking, you hear somebody literally pour a cup of something because it's just Sarah Bond, but you can hear that somebody's mic is open and they're pouring a liquid of some kind. Right. Uh, oh, I hear uh, Timmy there. Timmy, how you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys are talking about the uh, the idea of the Xbox show. Yeah, that's correct, brother. Yeah, um, I I kind of feel like Centurion. I felt like um, the hosts weren't well thought out. Uh, they kind of came off trying too hard. I mean. Um, one of them didn't know certain obvious things, like simple. Uh, I, I just felt like they came off. Uh, they could have could have vetted that a little bit differently. I don't know who chose the uh, the hosts, um, but when I saw it, I don't know. It just came off to me as it's just kind of amateur, like you know, like uh, you know, better quality control there. I mean, the, the girl was, I mean, she was like way over the top. Uh, the guy was okay, but he mm-hmm. self-admittedly said he doesn't play indies, which mm-hmm. I thought was very strange. Um, just, just to say, cause I just remembered in one of the interviews, one of the guys conducting the interview tells the developer, I'll play that game for like nine seconds and never play it again. And then there's just the silence after saying, that. I was like, man, that's like the last thing a Wait. developer would ever want to hear. Wait, wow. they actually said that? It was, yeah, because yeah. he was talking about speed running the game. And oh. the guy said that he was going to try to speed run the game in nine seconds and never play it again. Oh, no. Yeah. And I also wanted the, the girl was like, oh, I felt that in my butt. I, I, that clenched my butt. Like that wasn't what's an interview, but like it was like this over the top, trying too hard. Uh, you know, listen, we're all gamers here. We know when we see gamers, and we know when we um, kind of feel like something's out of touch. And 
you know, I thought the show was okay. I just felt like they could have done a little bit better there. I don't know, like I said, why they picked those hosts, but it would have been a lot nicer with, like, Chala and, you know, somebody, you know, uh, within the Xbox realm handling it because I just felt like there are people who don't care or they don't, they the self-admittedly say they're not interested or that this is not their thing. I, I don't, you should have somebody who's super passionate, who's super taking it seriously. Um, like you said, pouring drinks or not knowing the gravity of the situation is just not like, it's not a good look, and they're on such a good momentum. And, and, and listen, we're nitpicking here, or we're, we're definitely, you know, this is the stuff that's really, really matters. But mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people, and it was all the same. They felt like the hosts were uh, out of place, um, trying too hard, overly excited for things that they were, they didn't even know what to be excited for, you know? Like, you know, you could tell when somebody's just putting on an act, and I kind of felt like uh, you got that from both of them. And, and like, some of the things that they said, like, she didn't know, like, she didn't know what, what one game was, and he didn't, like, he said, like, he was not a fan of indies, he doesn't play them. I mean... If you guys remember when they had the showcase event and G- Keegley had these people on, they had people like, well, I don't, I hate Halo. And <laughs> the one girl was like, oh, well, that'll be the segment where I go out to, to use the bathroom or the lavatory. Oh, yeah. You know, and you, you just, you come off the wrong way. You, this, It's an honor to talk about games. It's an honor to, to have these people in your presence. And uh, I think they should take that a little bit more seriously. So, I'll give uh you know I'll give them a little bit of a a, a bad review on that 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 on that front they could they could definitely do better maybe it's because they're doing the Twitch format um, and that's the problem or they're picking their people uh, but it is your games it is your showcase and you know um, I get it that they want to they go they want the developers to be seen and to have their day in the in in the sun as you would say. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just you can handle things a little bit differently. It'll be a little bit smarter, um, and uh, kind of like not like you know, know your audience. Know that we're you know well educated, you know, well versed in this stuff. We don't want people who you know don't know about video games or who self admittedly don't know about indies. You know, I'm not the biggest indie guy, right. so I shouldn't be on that show. So why would you have somebody who doesn't like indies on the show? It doesn't make no sense. Right. And if I may chime in here guys, um like there's nothing wrong with giving constructive criticism so that they can learn from this. They need the feedback. And actually, to be honest, I'm kind of bummed that they didn't really listen to us like the first time around, like in March. I mean, they did have some pretty cool games that they showed off there. But again, there was a lot of criticism on the structure of things with the Twitch streamers and so on and how much it dragged on. And it's the same thing here. There's nothing wrong with the games per se, but it's just maybe the length and just the general format of it. Now, I agree with you others, Zink, in the chat. I mean, Sony 
has done nothing and Xbox put on like one or two shows already with indies. Um, you know, the content is there, but again, just like there needs to be some tweaking involved here. And, you know, like there's some, right. yeah, and there's some Dude, other like, I, I wanna kinda, comments in here, but yeah, go ahead, man. No, I just want to say, cause you know, Tim dog will know who I'm talking about, but when I first got into content creation, some of the best words I heard from an individual I relied on were that looks like crap and you need to try harder because that pushed me to try harder and to do better things. I never got in this little world of comfort that basically mm -hmm. like Sony got in. And so therefore, I mean, it's really good that Xbox does listen to the criticisms. And I just don't think that we should be, you know, silent with our criticisms. We should just be prof professional in their delivery. Yeah. And, and again, this is not, we're not bashing Xbox and I get it, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, where others are just not doing anything, but you know, that's, that's not what we should really, you know, use as an excuse for all we're doing is, you know, like saying how we can make the show more enjoyable or free or, or flow better next time because Xbox is awesome enough to keep doing this. It's just that, you know, maybe we don't have to have it be four hours or maybe if we can have uh, better people that are more in touch with the community or just more in touch with, with indie, Indies itself, like Chris Chala or somebody like that, handle it, it would be better. It's, it's, it's you know, it's just, you know, this is nothing. We're not, you know, putting down Xbox or saying this is doom and gloom. You know, and you, everyone in this chat and everyone here on this podcast loves Xbox. We're just, you know, you know, we, you know, I, I get it. Others think that, that, that Sony's not having a, a show and it, it's kind of grimy. And, and I've, believe me, I voiced that, but, um, you, you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with the community and um, this is stuff is completely minor too, but you know, like going into next time, take criticism and make things better because if you get upset and you, you say, Oh, you know, you don't know anything you, you're doing a disservice to yourself. You got a nice little thing going, you know, here and you know, they could probably definitely shorten it down, uh, you know, and they could use tweaks here and there, but you know, overall, uh, it's awesome what they're doing. It's awesome that Xbox is this Game Pass machine and they have these games and that it's great that they're coming. I would say that on content, this show was not definitely not as good as the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like I saw more games that caught my eye on the first one. But with that being said, I, there was some stuff that really did catch my eye and they didn't also go over a lot of the stuff that I think that you and I really, you know, want to say that we want to see people keep asking about scorn. Um, they didn't show the gunk. A lot of people want to see that. Uh, there's a, you know, there's a handful of games that, um, you know, people are really dying to see on the indie mm -hmm. side that, you know, we didn't get an update. Obviously stalkers, I mean, stalker is an ID, but that, that game's that game looks yeah. better than anything like right now. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's definitely uh, stuff that I thought that was good on the show, and it's awesome that Xbox is, uh, you know, has the idea to, you know, at Xbox going because I remember, and I've always pointed this out, the start of the last gen, gen, you know, what was it, eight? Um, you know, they 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 got they got killed 
by you know people because they didn't have ID at Xbox up and running, and people acted like that they were uh, you know turning their back on the independent community. There was, if you remember, the Phil comment that you know we want our our. Uh, there was the situation where they had the ID or the, the they had to incentivize the Xbox port. So if you were going to bring it to a port, it should have something Xbox specific. Um, and there was, uh, you know, quality control. Uh, there was all that thing in the beginning. I remember there's a, 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 you know, a, a lot of things being said because Phil said he didn't want his gamers to feel like they were second rate gamers. I don't know. This is really going all the way back, but the point is, is that they've come from that point to the point where, you know, they're having shows all the time. And the other side was at the point where they're saying, I love indies and having big showcases on the floor and getting universal love by media and alike mm -hmm. to basically turning their backs on indies. Um, and, you know, it's pretty much known uh, and reported on that, you know, they, they don't really have, you know, they, they're not really pushing that. They're pushing their huge IPs and, and and other stuff as opposed to this. So, you know, I'm thankful that Xbox and I'm not the biggest indie guys as well. Like, like, and I self admit that, but I'm grateful that, that they're, they have this up and running and they're pushing all this content and all these shows and all this stuff that's coming. It's great that Xbox is out there doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, we'll be talking about, a different convention later on but uh, xbox was uh, has been uh, teasing uh with the announcement of the their gamescom uh conference later like or stream i should say uh later this month actually what maybe two weeks from now if i'm not mistaken uh we're gonna be getting updates for for already known titles so i'm just going to assume that i mean i have high hopes that a bunch of the indie games that were not showcased at uh, this idea at Xbox event. I'm kind of hoping that they're at the uh, Gamescom event because for games that we we already know about, such as Scorn or The Gunk, or, and there's a few others as well that go under that banner. It's just there's been uh, you know some of them have been kind of absent, so I would like to see them come out and you know sometime soon. <laughs> so Gamescom, Gamescom should be a good platform for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing, like, the amount of different, like, events and streams that they're holding right now. Again, I, like Tim was saying a couple of years ago, guys, we wouldn't have seen that. We wouldn't have seen that at all. So for them to be this active is, well, it's just really impressive. And again, I like, I really like the fact that they do all this stuff. And it's not so much to be negative, guys. It's just, again, you need to give some feedback to them. I know I do see some frustration in the chat, like Six uh, six uh, Slayer there. Uh, you know, that, you know, are, are we being listened to? Yeah, you know what, we are being listened to. And you know what, you'd be surprised who listens to uh, a lot of these community-driven shows. Yeah, just uh, putting it out there. Yeah, I I think that, and I think I'm gonna do want to say something, but I do think that Twitch, I think the Twitch, a partnership has a lot to do with maybe maybe with the feedback not getting heard. I mean, I think that they have that their way of doing things, and I think Xbox is kind of working around that. But what were you trying to say, MLD? I, I heard you trying to say something. 
Oh, oh yeah. I, I was just gonna say. Uh, oh, I, well, either way, I, I think in the end we we can say constructive things here and there. But I think everyone knows that it's all nitpicks in the end. And I think we can all recognize that. I mean, we're just spoiled compared to last gen. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have all these conferences. Like we have like what three conferences in this month alone. I think we all all in the day. If we if if our biggest problem is nitpicking uh, the structure of the conference, I, I think we're in pretty good shape as as a as fans of the brand. So mm-hmm. that's all. Oh, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that one. No, we're in, hey, Xbox is in a good place. It's a very healthy healthy place so no complaints like you said maybe some nitpicks but you know just something to improve upon um but yeah guys again like uh we're alive right now so if hey, you guys in the chat you people listening right now share this sucker out give a like and uh, be active in the chat you know we like it when you guys talk amongst each other there's a lot of good uh a lot of good banter going on there in the chat but definitely definitely share this link out and uh, get notification out there about the show uh, next up on deck, we got an announcement for an update to Hellblade, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. <clears throat> and it's an optimization patch for the Xbox Series consoles. It brings a whole bunch of different goodies, uh, updates, such as DirectX ray tracing for the Series consoles, increased textures, particle quality, you know, all that fancy stuff, better performance, and... Chapter selection. Ooh, I know. Fancy, right? <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty nice update here. Uh, Centurion Bud, I can't remember. Uh, did you play Hellblade at all? <laughs> I, I honestly can't remember um, if you did or not. Um, Sadly, I am one of those who have not played Hellblade yet. I played for a few minutes to check it out. And yeah, it ended up in my backlog. But I'm excited that there's this update because um, this is going to be pretty much the best way to play the game. Um, I am pretty. This game is pretty much next in line for me to start playing after I'm done with Days Gone. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely shows how Microsoft is still not um, charging for these updates. You know, uh, I saw some really good gifs going around or photos on. Twitter of a director's cut uh, for the PS5 version of Hellblade 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, w- that was a very good one that got me laughing. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not to poke fun, but I did tweet out, and because now all of a sudden it's anti-consumer and this, that, and the other. And it's, it's not anti-consumer. It's what Xbox is doing with their first-party studio. They are doing what they normally do, giving their customers an update free of charge. They are showing their performance of their products. There is features that are only available on the Series X version of the game. And, I mean, this totally kind of stands the... Con- it's going to stand the console out, showing out that even though some games are going to show up on the PlayStation side, you're still going to get the version on the Xbox side and especially on the Series X. Um, This is pretty cool that they're... I mean, what more could you say about this? I mean, it was out of totally out of mm. left field, um, almost like a like a little bit of a sock to the jaw to some mm. people. You know, excuse the expression, but I mean, there are some people definitely that felt a certain way about this. Yeah, I mean, I saw the, you know, I saw a lot of 
criticism, or why isn't it 4K60 with ray, ray tracing um, and, you know, uh, some negativity towards that. But, you know, I mean, if you really think about it, if the game was ported, it'd be the same exact settings on PlayStation 5. Uh, also, a thing of note that this was... Uh, uh, done by, I believe the studio was QLOC uh, or some type of third party studio that helped out with uh, the update. So it was um, a third party that helped out. Um, I saw some people trying to go after, you know, the studio saying this is the quality of Rachel. Real stupid stuff <laughs> um, because they're, they're piece of plastic was omitted um you know pc port is planned uh later uh it was a nice thing listen as console owners and xbox people we should get treats like this this is you know this is why you you know you, you invested all the money that you did you know you have to have exclusivity and you have to have certain things that you know make people want to play your system and uh, with that, I think there was an update that they had up 5 million players, um, which is, I think it was even higher than that. But um, overall, listen, I booted it up. I played it. It looks unbelievable. There is definitely a difference. I remember playing this game. I finished this game. So it's not something that, like, I'm new to it. I remembered it. And it is definitely an improvement. And if you haven't played this game, Oh, you're in for a treat. Now, with that, I will say my overall feel of Hellblade was it was a really good game. I had the puzzles annoy me, uh, or they annoyed me, um, and I was really liked the combat. Um, and one of the things that my one of the things that I think that that I you know said was that I wished there was more combat, less puzzles. And it looks like in Hellblade 2, it's going to be the swift way around. Um, you know, the voice acting was pretty good. Uh, you know, silly as sometimes I felt. But the game is a great game. The game, impressively done by, you look at that game and realize that only 20 people did this game. And they, you know, they did something that even myself said that would never happen. They took a game... And they, and they were an independent developer and they with a small team. And they basically made a AAA with, let's be honest, without what you need to make a AAA. You need people. You need the devs. They, they, they did something that was extraordinary here. And I'm just glad that they're getting celebrated. And if you have an Xbox and, you know, you have the Series X or S, you know, this is why you buy your console. This is a treat for you, and and I'm glad that Xbox did that. And you know, I mean, listen, if they had a PlayStation Five port, I wouldn't have been upset. But I I kind of just like that 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 they're prioritizing the Xbox gamer, and I think that for a long time, and a lot of criticism was levied at at Xbox from a lot of fans in this chat, all over Twitter, and to me, you know, because I usually. You know, sometimes can talk to people, or, or maybe you know, some people think that I have a, a loud voice that's heard. You know, we need to be prioritized. We need to be given, you know, things that make us feel good about owning our, you know, console of choice. And um, I'm just glad that Xbox like really is on board with that. Um, and uh, you know, I worried that that you know that they were going to have Starfield 
uh, you know, be multi-plat and, you know, just go with this utopia of gaming type thinking that, you know, we don't need exclusives. Um, but obviously you look and you look at, you know, just look at the reaction. People, people were legit pissed and I, and I feel bad for them, but by the flip, flip coin, you can, you know, either wait for a PC point or you could play it on X cloud on game pass, but people really wanted this update and, the people that got it were, were happy for it. And like I said, this is something that needs to be done for, you know, Xbox console gamers in general because, you know, we need we need to get perks. We need to, you know, we spend a lot of money and, you know, we do a lot of things uh, that, that benefit Xbox. And, you know, it's good to have this stuff come back and, you know, and us being treated with stuff like that. So I was uh, very happy the way it went down and, some of the stuff levied, like I said, at the developers was stupid, but that's just, you know, because they, the game wasn't on their console, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the stupid stuff with that. But overall, it was a big, big, um, you know, response and uh, a lot of happy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Hellblade. I, I played it all the way through uh, a couple of years back. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly. I mean... Like you said, Tim, very small team that created it, and that that game just screamed quality from the facial animations, uh, the detail on the characters. Uh, I just I couldn't get away with it. They put so much effort into Senua's expressions and obviously the voice acting. Uh, the combat, I thought, could use you know a little more variety and work. But again, small team can only do so much, I understand. The puzzles, yeah, they, they, they could be a little annoying at times. I, I, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't mind them as much, but I, I can definitely see wh- uh, where you're at on that one. Um, but otherwise, yeah, this is a nice surprise, and uh, I really hope they do this with more Xbox IP down the line. Because, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty important for Xbox to not only preserve these titles going forward, their own IP, but also showcase them on these brand new platforms, these uh, consoles, the series X and S. Um, but it's funny, too, that, you know, again, this just kind of, this announcement, this update just came out of nowhere. Do you guys think that we'll be hearing anything about Hellblade 2? Uh, with Gamescom around the corner? I don't think so. I think Aaron Greenberg said said something to set expectations right. He said it was only for games coming out this year, which you know narrows down the window as to what to expect. So I think, yeah, you said it before. I think we'll see things like Crossfire X, Gunk, Scorn, uh, Halo Infinite, hopefully a release date for that. Mm. Mostly for that. But uh, going back to Hellblade, I mean, uh, uh, you guys got to indulge me here. Like, you guys all said all your opinions on Hellblade. I mean, that game that game was one of my favorite surprises in games overall of last generation. Admittedly, I did cheat with the puzzles. My wife wanted to watch the playthrough, and she helped me with the puzzles. That, that, that's her thing. <laughs> the combat was mine. <laughs> but uh, the narratively, that game was just amazing. All the voices in the head, like, uh, just how, how those guys are just geniuses. And... Uh, I think this will be a good long-term thing because I think people will play Hellblade leading up to Hellblade 2's release and Xbox being the best version. I think that's going to, what is it? I mean, only good things can come from that. 
And I, I get, I do get the frustration from the other side. I mean, this, this should have been like a surprise, positive news, feel good about it. Like, I, I mean, like it's win-win, but I get it because it was time exclusive on PlayStation four. They technically supported first. And now not only do they not get the update, but they don't get the sequel. So I get that. But in the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. show business. I mean, Xbox, they got the rights. They got, they got to give the fan service. They got to give the, you know, the, the Xbox uh, gamers like a reason to stick around and keeping the engagement up. It, it just is what it is. But I think, yeah, this is only the beginning. Again, I think there will be a spike in Hellblade uh, game uh, gameplay. Like, I mean, like people playing the game and discovering it uh, in the months and even weeks up to Hellblade 2's release. So it, it was a nice surprise drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shockley, buddy, uh, I don't know if you've ever tried Hellblade at all. Uh, have you taken a look at the update for it uh i haven't taken a look at that update other than what i saw on twitter uh i played through it a couple years ago um but yeah it's really nice that it's showing like a continuation of uh their first party giving like 120 fps updates um so say what, what you will with the what they've been able to do with the like ray tracing um obviously that one is smaller and this one wasn't even like the first party studio that was doing it or doing the update. Um, but yeah, still nice nonetheless, because I think uh, Halo's 120. I don't know if Forza Horizon, if they announced uh, if it's at 120, but uh, that there's one no, might be a little bit more understandable. Yeah, open there's, world, but. there's no support right now for 120 okay. for uh, Forza Horizon. But yeah, I mean... Um, 120 for Hellblade is <laughs> that's crazy. You that's know, phenomenal. That you know, that's really impressive stuff. Yeah, because I don't know of any first party uh, like PlayStation games that even offer 120 on the PS5. I don't think there is. Any. I don't know. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't think Returnal uh, didn't Ratchet have it. And Spider Man yeah. would be the Not one destruction. that you would want to have it as an option. Yeah, just because of as, the fluidity, but. Uh, but I guess that may might be harder because it's more. Is there open. any? There's there's not one. Game uh, that there's I mean there's Neo, but it's not first party. But the Neo collection. But uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the list that was updated as of August third, and yeah, none of them are first party that are on their uh, platform. Hmm. Interesting. Well. Either way, I mean, it's fantastic what they're doing with Hellblade. I will probably start downloading the, if I haven't already, the update for Hellblade tonight and give it a go tomorrow because I'm very curious how this sucker runs. And I've only been hearing good things, so uh, I'm I'm definitely one of those people looking forward to Hellblade 2. I, I just I can't wait to see what Ninja Theory's got, uh, you know, cooking up behind there, so... Lots to look forward to, fellas. Um, all right, I think on that note, we'll move over to some other bits of news. And next week, we'll be treated to QuakeCon. It's, for those who don't know, it's a show dedicated to its software and other Bethesda and, well, former ZeniMax, like, studio content. Of course, we'll be seeing stuff from Deathloop, Doom, Elder Scrolls Online, all that content. However, what's catching everyone's attention is the joint id Software and Machine Games Quake panel to kick things off. Now, MLD, we've been hearing rumors of a new game announcement here. 
What are your chances? What What do you think are the chances that we'll be seeing a new Quake game revealed here? Well, uh, I basically I, I, I did some research on this, did a crash course in the IP. It looks like from the it was removed by the the words were revitalized uh, edition of Quake or something along those lines. And it, it really got me thinking here. I, I, I'm going to go with the best case scenario, and I guess just you know work my way down. And even if, if a fraction is uh, is going to be true, then either way, it's a win either way. Because I think if they're smart, they want to put all of the Quake games on Game Pass, whether it's PC Game Pass, console Game Pass, all that stuff. Quake 1, 2, 3, and uh, 4. I think there's even a game called uh, Quake Champions that came out in 2018, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah, so they should do that at the very least. But um, it could be, it could be, uh, what is it? It could be a collection of of all of them remastered. I remake that'd be uh, that'd be a little bit of a long shot, but uh, remaster with some touches to make the gameplay a little more modern. But I think overall, it's uh, it's a good move because uh, arena shooters they're making a little bit of a, of a resurgence. Obviously, Halo Infinite that, that that's an arena shooter right there. Obviously, Quake plays it a bit different. It's more it's more simple. It's all about you know strafing, moving, but it's still all about map control, getting the power weapons, teamwork, which is you know, what arena shooters is all about. Um, let's see. I mean, Quake One. I, I did a, like again. Cr I did a crash course. Quake One was like good for its time in graphics, but the campaign didn't really age well. Same goes for mm -hmm. Quake Two. Although Quake Two was an improvement, the multiplayer is, however, where the game really shined. And Qu Quake Three, that was a multiplayer only game. Maybe they might bring that back. And uh, let's see, Quake 4, I really hope, oh, Quake 4 should be on Game Pass. It should be on the backwards compatibility list because that did like a full like story-based campaign as well as the multiplayer. Uh, I don't know, overall, I think it'd be great for a couple of reasons. For number one, I mean, I don't want to, oh, I, I hate doing this, the air, the air quotes here, Game Pass fodder, but uh, I know some people might, uh, might label it as such, but... I mean, it'll, it's an, it'll be an evergreen multiplayer game. Like, uh, and Xbox gamers, I feel like we just naturally gravitate more towards uh, first-party multiplayer. We welcome it. We want it. We like the variety. So, and, and, and hey, it's another new game. It's probably might be, what, 2022? I'd be surprised if it was this year. But, hey, more games, the better. And uh, we can always use another, uh, another addictive multiplayer arena shooter. So, um, I, I'm optimistic. Um, it, may, it might not be everything that I'm, I'm hoping for, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into this uh, series. I played a little bit of it back in the day, but um, I'm hoping that they make it modern and make it, you know, back into the, into the spotlight. So only good things can come from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few. I mean, obviously, we'll find out uh, very soon, but I mean, there's a few ways you can look at this, too. I come from the side that... You look at the two studios, you got id Software, and then you got Machine Games. Machine Games' pedigree is in single-player titles, right? Single-player, first-person titles, you know, Wolfenstein and so on. Uh, that's their strength. I, I don't know them for multiplayer by any means. Uh, I was actually even surprised just to hear their name come up because I, I thought that they would be busy working on Wolfenstein 3 and, of course, Indiana Jones as well. Uh, so they're a pretty busy studio if they're involved with uh, a Quake game as well. 
I would say I wouldn't be surprised if I mean you do bring up an interesting point where they could do a collection of sorts and bring it all to Game Pass. That would be fantastic. I I would wouldn't be surprised if Machine Games did a a single player portion, like a campaign kind of a thing, and it did the multiplayer component, like uh, for a new yeah. Quake title. Yeah, that make a lot of sense actually. And I'm I I, can't, I remember reading something. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's one of the main the main guys at Machine Games, and he did an interview. I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, I, I know, but I know there's a link out there. I read it like the just the other day. He said that he always wanted to make a uh, uh, a contribution to Quake because it was a big part of his life, like you know, gro- growing up back in the day, and that he's excited to be just a part of that IP, and now he has the chance to work on it. So I think for some people at Machine Games, maybe it's a small uh, team breaking off of the main titles, but it definitely seems like the guy part of the Machine Games is definitely a passion project to this guy. And I think, I, I, now that you said it, I think you might be onto something. Since they're more used to the uh, single-player games, they, they can maybe revitalize the campaign, make that a little more modern, because I think the old Quake games, the single-player games have aged rather poorly by, by today's standards. So maybe they can do that. Well, it does what they do best and stick to the multiplayer. Well, I mean, like, well, obviously, you don't make, like, Doom are, are good single-player games, but, you know, back in the day, it was good for, good for multiplayer. So, I, yeah, that's, that's actually a pretty good setup. I hope that's true. Mm-hmm. No, totally, man. Centurion, do you have any thoughts on this matter? Uh, I don't know if you have a history with the Quake uh, series at all. Um, what do you think could be coming out of this? I will be absolutely honest. I do not know much about Quake. That's why I've been kind of listening to everybody else talk about it. It's a game I never got into. So um, that's where I don't, that's kind of why I've been silent. I don't have too much to put onto it because I really don't know what Quake is. Well, it's an arena shooter, pretty much, or at least the, um, well, the multiplayer segment is, anyways. Um, but. Or if you played like Unreal. Kind of somewhere in that vein. Oh, Unreal Tournament, yeah. Yeah, it's similar multiplayer, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, have not played that one either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's it has potential to be... Um, well, I remember when it came out, I think it was the start of uh, last generation. It was a pretty big game, but... Um, or, or I always get it confused with Unreal Tournament, but... Uh, you know, it, it 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 has it's another great IP that Xbox owns, and and uh, be nice to see them u- utilize it. And uh, you know, it could be a you know, it could just be it doesn't have to be a single player uh, game. You know, it could be what it is at its you know at its core, a multiplayer shooter. And you know, uh, it could be a definitely something that they add and. Wouldn't be that you know it doesn't have to be a huge AAA. It could just be like I said, it could be what it is at its core. And um, looking forward to what they have plans for it. Uh, I don't know if that's the game that um, they they're rumoring the new engine around. I know that they have the there's a new engine that 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 Cinemax Online is going to be using. Um, if it's that. Uh, you know, that's great, but it, it's gonna, you know, it, there's something definitely in the works for that. Uh, and there's big stuff coming, uh, you know, that we're gonna find out about. Hope, you know, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I think at Gamescom, it's gonna be the biggest thing to me is uh, 
how they're going to handle Halo and if we're going to get a release date. Um, I think there'll be some cool stuff there. You might get some Game Pass news. Uh, you might get some uh, updates on some current games or maybe even something. Uh, well, they didn't say anything for next year. But it all really, you know, if, they, if, if they're going to show the campaign, uh, that's, that would be a real big uh, an eye-opener. Uh, if the, I don't think that they're going to do that. I think they're going to be a little bit more cagey about it um, because of how well that the uh, flight went. They might announce the flight, and they also might announce the re- release date. That's that's what I think could, could happen here, and it'll be a nice, neat show. Uh, I like the host. They announced Paris is going to be doing the show. Right. Um, so, you know, they have some stuff planned. It's not going to be a huge show. But again, uh, you know, it's it's very nice that they're attending this after they had such a big E3 and they threw a lot of money at E3. You know, they could, you know, as you know, just say, yeah, we'll we'll do, you know, we'll 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 cover it and we'll have a post game show or whatever like that. But it, it looks like they're, you know, going, uh, 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 you know, ahead with business. They're going ahead, you know, and it's a very good thing. Um, another thing to look out for. Uh, which I have kind of because of COVID, I have my, uh, you know, hesitation about, but uh, are we going to get XO 19 or 2022? Um, are they planning that? Um, and if they are planning that, I could see them uh, saying that, the, that they're going to have that and uh, maybe give us an idea about that. Uh, or if there's going to be another game show to end out the year, uh, so it depends on, you know, those are the things that I think that you should look for. Um, it's going to be centralized this year. Maybe we can get updates on the gunk, uh, game like shredders. I think that that already has, uh, I think it has a, a release date, but you know, the big thing, like I said, is, is halo, how they're going to handle it, if they're going to handle it. And, uh, if they're going to go as far as showing the, the campaign, because if they do show the campaign, um, it's going to be very interesting because you, you you will definitely see marked improvement, but um, it could also say people will say, "Oh, it's the same thing, this and that." Because that's what I was worried about. E three was is that there was and there was murmuring about that too. That you know there was echoing about that that it wasn't that much better uh, than the showing of of uh, you know at the the showcase last year. But I do think that that the game is markedly improved, and I think that the multiplayer and the flight uh, really got this, uh, you know, the show right, uh, you know, the the whole entire three four three back on its feet um, with a, a ton of momentum. Um, so how they're going to handle that is the big question. Are they going to show campaign? If they're not going to show campaign, are we getting a release date? And if they do not show campaign, we do get a release date. Are they going to have a game show that they're going to talk about, or are they going to have some future plans for something else where they can kind of show off the game? Mm-hmm. I think they'll show uh, Forge. I mean, that's just my own personal hunch. I feel like they're doing, they're showing different parts of the game uh, for, for every time they do have new details emerge. Yeah. I think Forge might be a great uh, a, a new addition to open up our eyes on that and yeah. improving that. Mm-hmm. That would be smart, and that would put the, you know, like I said, that would take a lot of pressure off because 
I do feel like there is a little bit of pressure on them showing a segment of the game like they did running um, because of just, the, you know, they, they, they might be a little, uh, you know, gun shy because of of what happened last showcase when you had the whole Craig incident and, you know, the, the way that went down. Now they have a bunch of momentum. Forge, like you said, would be probably perfect. And a lot of people are into that. Um, or maybe even Warzone. Are they going to have a Warzone uh, type? What, what is the, the plan for that? I know they're not going to have a Battle Royal, but didn't they have, like, uh, with Halo 5, they had a, uh, a firefight. Maybe they'll have the firefight. Maybe that. I, I did think they just said Big Team Battle 2.0 or whatever that means. There was a tease about that, but they haven't really expanded upon that yet. I... Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it relates to Forge too, because you know, I just you know, it kind of dawned on me the other day too, because they have bots in multiplayer right now. It would be cool to like again make your own, uh, uh, like forgeable, like I don't know, kind of like battle scenarios in uh, you know with AI in oh, wow. Forge. I just think that that kind of opens things up. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to see firefight. They've been kind of quiet talking about firefight, if I'm not mistaken. They could, they I mean they could do an expanded uh like update in one of these seasons or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. They've been kind of quiet on a few things. I would love to see firefight a firefight come back. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of that mode, but yeah, they've been kind of quiet. Forge. I get. I'm not a Forge guy, but a lo- I know a lot of people. There, there's a very dedicated uh, fan base and community to that, so I know that they're really looking forward to seeing some content there. So I, I think that Gamescom will be a perfect place for that. Yeah, I mean, let's get a release date finally. I'm I'm predicting. I'm still sticking to my my date of my. Oh, what is it? I had it here, of November thirtieth. Well, so we'll see about that. I think it gives some nice uh, space between uh, Call of Duty supposedly coming out like the first week of November. Uh, Forza. Doesn't Forza come out the second week, if I'm not mistaken? Ah, something like uh, that. It's coming the 8th. Yeah, the 8th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, second week. So well, I think... Rand, Rand thinks it's going to be the 23rd. Uh, I don't see them going into December, so... I think the twenty third or the thirtieth mm-hmm. is 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 uh, an idea, and I do think that there we will be the ultimate edition, where they have early access. Where they get people like myself to spend mm-hmm. money on it because I'm, I, you know, I have to have it day one. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that that you're right in the ballpark of where it's gonna, you know, hit, and where where Call of Duty is gonna hit if it hits. Uh, they would kind of want to avoid each other. Oh yeah. Now, guys, it's interesting. Uh, going back to QuakeCon and uh, you know our t- discussion on Quake, I uh, I just found uh, apparently Bethesda had removed a description, and this is what it says: uh, Quake is back in this special stream. Uh, John Lin- Linman of Digital Foundry talks to Jerk Gustafson of Machine Games about the iconic legacy of the title and what it meant to both of them. The pair will also discuss the additional content that Machine Games has contributed to this revitalized edition. Ooh. 
That's right. Yep. I think that's the guy that I was talking about before who, uh, you know, did this as we want to contribute as a passion project. Yeah, that, that's the guy's name, Jerk. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 That's the guy's name. You know, we're not calling him a jerk. That's his, his name. guy. <laughs> yes. It's his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds about right because they do pre record and that uh, sounds like that's planned. So whatever was pulled, that's definitely real, I would say. So. That's where you get some of the information. So that's nice tidbit you picked up there. Uh, definitely sounds real because that's the way they usually do it. They 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 got like while well, Digital Foundry when they did mm-hmm. the uh, a bunch of their stuffs when they reviewed the system they they fly John in or Richard and then they they pre-record and they handle it. So yeah, I, I would think that they're they're probably recording pretty shortly. Yeah, that's right. And even uh, our buddy over at Xbox Era, uh, Special Nick there, uh, he a few months ago he had put out something, and it looks like it's uh, lending some extra credibility to this because uh, he had some details on it. And this is what he said. I was told that a new Quake game is reportedly in development. I think maybe a few, a few studios are involved. I don't think it's just id. I think maybe it's machine games. The other things I've been told is that it reportedly has a female lead. I asked if there's single player or multiplayer. Is it both? And apparently it's both. It will have single player and multiplayer. It looks like it's a full Quake game. So, I mean, if he was talking about this a couple of months ago and he seems to have nailed a few of the details, like machine games and you know, a, a few other things. I don't know, guys. I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of things adding up here. So we could have a nice, uh, a really nice, sweet Xbox announcement uh, next week. Right? So it's, and it's not even Gamescom. Well, that'd be huge if true. So something to keep an eye out on. Good, good memory there and, and good putting pieces together. Uh, it's fun, you know, even to just, you know, to 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 think what what it could be but yeah that's that's interesting and you know i was just saying 10 minutes ago i'm fine with it just being multiplayer but sign me up if you want to have a a single player on that (laughs) you know uh you can't you know quake is a good ip yeah and i think it's something that uh they could leverage right right uh, Shockley, I know you were talking a bit about uh quake there did you uh, ever play quake back in the day uh, I think it was I'm trying to think, but I probably I'm probably confusing it with Unreal Tournament on the PS2. <laughs> mm. um, I think that was the last because I I don't know did uh, I'm thinking Quake came because I had the PS2 early on in in its first year. I think it was either it was either Quake or Unreal that came out in that first year when there was like no games. <laughs> For the PlayStation, for the PS2. Yeah, I think um, on, Unreal. You're, th- you're thinking Unreal. Yeah, I'm I think doing, it's Unreal. I'm doing, I'm doing the same mistake as two. I always confuse them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've played. I may, I've may have played a Quake after that, but uh, I didn't play it on the 360 or that one that came out, and uh, the ones that were on Xbox, like the Unreal Championship ones. Um, I got my X- OG Xbox modded with like all of the games on there so i definitely should give it a go since it's not backwards compatible but uh, uh some of those other games but um um yeah i didn't unfortunately I did not get into the quake but you know from what i've played from doom if it's any where in that like kind of movement like fast paced um you know arena type shooter definitely uh be cool to see uh 
the next gen version of that. Um, so I'm definitely down for it. So definitely from playing some of their other games. So from that studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, just for ex- ex- sorry accessibility. Per, uh, again, I would assume going into Game Pass day one, and uh, that'd be fantastic. You can get a lot of people trying it out. And you gotta look at the market right now too. You had you had a game like uh, Slipgate right now, an indie game that was drawing all kinds of attention. Uh, people were overloading the servers for weeks on end. Uh, they had to get extra help in order just to deal with the sheer magnitude, the volume of people trying the game. Uh, for all you guys that don't know, Slipgate, it's this uh, fast-paced arena shooter, kind of in the same vein of, a lot of people compare it to a mix of Halo and Portal, and man, when I tried it, it's a fantastic, fantastic arena shooter, and I don't know, there seems to be like a slight resurgence in the whole arena shooter uh, kind of uh, environment, so for this game to come out i mean uh, presumably if it if there's an announcement there seems to be one uh i don't know i, I think that it would be the, the right time for it to strike right and they could revital uh, I mean, can you imagine if they were to revitalize quake in the same way as doom holy crap i mean xbox would have another successor on their hands there another successful franchise and it just again, they they would have so much in their uh, in their stable as far as like even just first person shooters go. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, but we'll keep our eyes peeled on that one, guys. As far as Quake is concerned, QuakeCon, I I know I'll be uh, watching this sucker, and uh, oh, it's gonna be a good uh, good time for Xbox fans. Um. Alright guys, I think uh, we'll move on to the last bit of news uh, for the evening. And Xbox's Phil Spencer did an interview with uh, outlet, media outlet Games Radar. And one big takeaway from it, there was a a few different conversations going on here, but uh, there was a certain conversation around if Xbox would copy Sony with their style of single-player games. Um... I'll directly read uh, a quote from what Phil said. Uh, Phil stated that our strategy is not to go and be like someone else. I get a push sometimes of, you know, where's your version of this or that game? And I've been in the industry for a long time. I have a ton of respect for creators on all platforms. And I know many, many of them. But it's good if we're doing something different than what other platforms are doing. We're not in the business of just trying to create a, a green version of somebody else's blue or red colored platform. That's not the example of creativity that I want to see in the game industry. I mean, I, and I find this a very uh, telling kind of a quote because, again, you, you look at what Phil is saying here. And, again, he's very passionate about the plat, you know, the Xbox platform. He wants to bring something new here. But Tim, what do you think of Phil's comments here? Do you think that he has the right attitude on Xbox just doing, you know, again, its own thing? Yeah, I think that they shouldn't I think they should run how they want to do their business the way they want to do their business and they shouldn't let anything dictate to them uh what they should do. I know for the longest time people said, well, they should you know, model themselves after Sony and and do what Sony does. Uh, you know, they 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 have different you know um, ideologies. I think overall, 
Um, but yeah, I have no problem. I think with Xbox has shown within the last year and even the release of the console and the design and how they went about things. Um, very happy with their, you know, you know what they're doing and 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 how they're going about it. So uh, I agree. You know, I, I don't think that I think they should, you know, do what they want and do what they think is best and. If that means to have more multiplayer games, then so be it. But I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, um, I think there was a time where a lot of things were different, and sure, they were lacking in certain areas like single player, uh, you know, story driven games. But that's not the case anymore. If anything, you know, they might have too many of them now. So, uh, you know, they have a ton of content coming and a ton of variety a ton of different ideas, ton of different developers doing different things. Uh, you know, I, I don't even think the question's relevant anymore. They should do what they want and go about it the way they want and how they want. Yeah. I think like a lot of people are taking this comment out of, uh, with, uh, out of context, maybe they, or they didn't want to use their own perspective on it. But I, I think he's just saying like you know what Xbox is already you know what we already know like based on all the games that are announced and in development, they're doing smaller budget games, they're doing big budget games, they're doing the single player third person story driven action adventure games like Hellblade Two, but also single player Western RPGs like Starfield and Avowed and Outer Worlds Two. They're also doing first person shooters like Halo. They're doing racers, both arcade and sim. They're doing strategy games like Gears, Gears Tactics, Age of Empires. They're doing their own thing. They're marching, marching to the beat of their own drum. Uh, do Will they give us more? I mean, do people want more third-person single-player games? Sure, and they're doing that. But that's not all they're doing. And I think that's ultimately my interpretation of what he was trying to say. In the end, I do like this direction. Variety is great. There's something for everybody. I think even if you only like a fraction of what's coming out, there's still more than enough good games to, to go around based on all of this all of this diversity. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, Centurion, do you have any comments on, uh, uh, well, what Phil, uh, Phil was saying? Well, um, I could, let's just say who really wants to be known as the person who copied somebody. That's <laughs> almost like you never want to be like, I mean, remember in school, you've got caught copying someone else's work. You kind of got almost made fun of and also ridiculed by your teacher. So it's like, why would we want him to copy PlayStation or Nintendo? I've always loved how Xbox does their own things. They allow their developers to have a, a massive amount of freedom compared to other um, developers under different umbrellas. Um, I mean, I don't see like how fitting would that be? Cause like, I mean, just to put it as like um where is Phil Spencer's answer for Uncharted? Well, I could definitely say that there isn't an Indiana Jones-style game yet on the Xbox console, but was I, you know, completely distraught that there wasn't one on the Xbox console? No. There's plenty of other story-driven, narrative-based games that are very well put together on Xbox, and that's where I just... I don't really see that they have to duplicate a formula. Like I make fun of PlayStation for, 
it's like they get some of these guys in a boardroom from the different developers that they have, and it's like, all right, guys, we want we want a box in our game that we can push around. Uh, we really want tight over the shoulder third person perspective. Um, I mean, it, it almost feels like they're kind of like passing out a, a base formula of stuff that um, PlayStation seems to think is like I've referred to as the McDonald's of uh, McDonald's of gaming. I mean. You can put the burger together in different ways using different toppings, but at the at the end of the day, it's still a meat patty between two buns, and that's not what we get from Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, again, you look at their lineup, and it's just there's a complete variety in it. Before, again, Xbox always, Xbox fans always used to hear the same thing: uh, Halo, Gears, Forza and sometimes like fable was thrown into the mix now we have i mean now xbox basically dominates the uh the western rpg market with uh elder scrolls fallout uh wasteland fable avowed starfield you know again those are just first person art well okay mostly first first person uh rpgs but rpgs none themselves western rpgs you have all these different varied indie titles such as Tunic, uh, 12 Minutes, uh, what else? I mean, there's uh, Way of the Woods. I, I'm just go scrolling through a list right now. Song of Iron, uh, our buddy Joe Winter there with his dark uh, like Viking game. Uh, we have sports game like Shredders, She Dreams Elf- Elsewhere, Scorn, which we talk a lot about on this channel. Sable, Psychonauts 2 is coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, we just had the medium back in January, although uh, that's going to PlayStation now, uh, Lake, and so on. There's a lot of titles, and then again, there, that's not even counting a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, cross- so, like it's it's amazing. If I can add on real quick, what PlayStation PlayStation and Xbox have their own styles at this point. Let the fork in the road happen. And this is where some people are probably going to cap some shots at me for saying this, but Xbox is being the game. Well, we do games. If we look at PlayStation, PlayStation, we do theatrics, we do entertainment, we do cinema based uh, experiences as the bulk of what we do. And they do it quite well. I mean, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart, haven't played it yet, still plan to get it. Looks just like a, a Dream DreamWorks Pixar presentation movie. I mean, really looks beautiful. Looks like something I am going to enjoy, no doubt. But let's look at PlayStation just bought Crunchyroll. They have their right. eyes on a total different prize. They want games that have validity in the entertainment world. They want mm-hmm. culture-based games like uh, Attack on Titan and stuff like that. They, they're not looking to go down the road of basically bring all the developers to me and we will have all these great indie games on a Game Pass platform that everybody can tap into. PlayStation is chasing a total different carrot at this point in time. Yeah, I well said at excellent points um, and right on the money. I just feel that... Xbox should be afforded some confidence. Uh, uh, they should be afforded some some respect at this point. Um, with the acquisitions of Bethesda, with the way they handled the the, the launch, 
with what they're doing, the way they had E3, um, you know, the way that uh, they've handled everything, um, uh, you know, uh, the studios that they've purchased in addition to Bethesda. Like, seriously, like, what do you want Phil to say? Oh, we're going to do everything like Sony does. They have different... They have different goals. They have different ideas of what they want to be or where they want to be. Like Centurion said, they want to be, uh, Sony wants to be entertainment relevant, whether it's Spider Man or certain things like that. Uh, you know, they have, they have their idea and, and it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good plan, sure. But they both can have good plans. And, for, for whatever reason, I'm so sick of Phil getting these questions that are lingering from last gen when they had only four studios and Microsoft could do away with the whole entire division because, you know, they were a cloud company and they need to have some type of, uh, you know, a reason to, to own Xbox. And they were struggling to even find that reason to a point where you have Satya on TV talking about how he loves video games, which he doesn't really know a lot about, let's be honest, and uh, wearing a Halo Infinite uh, you know, sweater and saying, uh, we're all in. Basically, what he was saying is, is, you got my wallet, do your thing. You know what I mean? He realizes that there is a ton of potential. Um, COVID, you know, the whole thing with COVID obviously spiked everything and made gaming even that more relevant. I just think it's time to give Phil a little leeway on that whole aspect um, and the, you know, the single player game. Basically at one point, Xbox wasn't in the position to make single player games with the, uh, with the amount of, you know, market share that they had because they couldn't turn, a, they couldn't turn a profit on it. And I think that that was what the, you know, the problem with quantum break was, is that, they knew they weren't going to get the sales to recoup the money, and that was, you know, you're, you you don't want to lead development to something that's going to ultimately fail, and that's why Phil had comments about single player and how the market or the, you know, the, the overall, you know, uh, the, the model, business model is, is faulted, and it is. You have to, you know, you have to... You know, you have to, you know, sell five to, to seven million copies now just to recoup your you um, know, budget costs. And can I add on to that just real quick. Sure. Well, I re well, I think it's really going into everybody started calling the golden age of gaming because of Xbox buying Bethesda and all this stuff. We're seeing X we're seeing a lot of indie developers starting to blur the lines between indie development and AAA development. I mean, some of these games look just as good as companies with massive budgets. And that is because technology is coming out now that is allowing these indie developers to basically create these experiences to have to not throw all this money at it. One of the I read an article just recently about how the uh, the HTC Vibe, the the VR headset actually is being used for a cheaper form of motion capture it can produce the same effects it can do the exact same thing but for a fraction of the price and and that's turning some heads i mean we're going to start seeing uh developers now using motion capture that can never have never afford it before because it was just too damn expensive and i mean that's totally where i've totally don't know how I was getting this in the conversation, Tim Dog, but no, it no, just goes into like I was like, "You're okay." That 
the budget for these experiences are going to go down. So you mm -hmm. could see Xbox want to do it again. Oh well, obviously now it's a different ball game. I'm when when I was talking, I'm talking about circa 2017, yeah. Quantum yeah. Break. Now it's a totally different ball game. Now you have the business model of Game Pass behind it, it being a service, it being subsidized by you know a lot of a lot of other things. That now you know Xbox is going to have a ton of single player games, but I just feel like. These people who ask for fish for these questions, you know, are, are in that mindset. It's not like that anymore. You know, no, no, you should know, you should know where uh, gaming's at at this moment. Know where Microsoft's at. Microsoft's in a, you know, in, in, a, in a different place. They have Game Pass. Uh, that's you know, unbelievably going to be unbelievably successful. They have uh, the future, uh, pretty much, uh, in you know. You know they're well set up for the future, and you know they don't have to be Sony. That's my point. Is is that they? It's, I, I kind of feel like these questions are like they want to make it a. Uh, are you going to mimic what Sony does? Are you going to have the Last of Us too? No, we're going to have Halo. We're going to have Starfield. We're going to have our own stuff. You know what I mean? And and there's a, and you know what? It might have a multiplayer too. And you know, like Halo it might be completely different or uh you know it, it could be different all types of different things and you know they they don't have to be uh connected in any way i think that sony and, and microsoft can both be very successful in with different approaches whether xbox is using game pass and uh, and or sony's using big 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 motion picture picture type deals models with spider-man right. and these huge games that make huge money you know so you know i don't think there's anything wrong i think if anything the you know the extent is is how far really the question people should be asking phil is how far are you gonna go are you mm -hmm. gonna be are you buying more studios are you really gonna blow this out like because right now uh xbox is in a real position of uh you know, of power of making games. And like, my thing is, is like, I would love to really know when's enough going to be enough for Phil and Microsoft, or is that just something that they're going to keep growing? Cause I still get the feeling that they're, they're going to expand even more. And, you know, it might become to a point where people are going to start to have to ask Sony some questions, like how are you going to compete with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a fair question too, but Again, it's been a lot of the time the media um, asking Microsoft these kinds of questions and Xbox personnel. But again, the what if the conversation was reversed? You know, to Sony, where's your? Uh, you know, why aren't you copying Microsoft or Xbox when it comes to racing games? Why aren't you doing the big multiplayer games? Why aren't you uh, getting the indie support that you used to? You know, it just it just seems like a one sided conversation in a lot of ways, and the you know, the Xbox personnel, like Phil, I mean, they must be getting tired of answering some of these questions too. So. I mean, no one no one wants just the same thing from the other company. That's not what's going to sell. It's going to be like new, different experiences. You know, it's like when Horizon Zero Dawn came out; it was something you know, kind of completely different. Um, that we hadn't seen like oh someone made you know 
robot dinosaurs and more of a and it was still kind of like in a prehistoric well not prehistoric but a future like <laughs> kind of felt prehistoric and the, the mm-hmm. tools and the other technology that they had um but that was something that was cool and different so no one wants the that exact same thing so you know they wouldn't if if microsoft made like a post-apocalyptic like some virus you know game and it was kind of like the last of us no one's like sure if like it was like really good and told a just somewhat different story like it could be cool but it's not going to probably have the same draw because it's going to be something that we've it's going to get stale even though it might be a new ip um it's going to be if you just think about like people playing getting you know tired of playing uh you know gears and wanting like you know the coalition to tackle new ip or what have you like it's just going to get stale if you're just trying to copy somebody else somebody else's success to like a t just and it and it and they're giving their studios great you know creativity uh or creative freedom um so you know stick to their strengths what you you know brought them on board for because you obviously saw you know stuff you know behind the scenes of that you you know really liked with avowed or whatever compulsion may have ideas they had under store um and then I remember his comments in that same article that got kind of taken out of context, uh, which was the, oh, uh, oh, they're they're here here they are begging for PlayStation and Nintendo to to allow Game Pass. But when you actually read the quote, he literally says the opposite. Right. He says right. those platforms, um, you know, Game Pass doesn't exist there because those two don't, you know, they don't want it. And that's fine because we have the rest of the market. We have PC, we have console. We're we're branched out onto any you know every platform. And think about it, they'll be on more platforms. Their games will be ac- accessible to more platforms or more devices, just in general, more gamers than at any point in their existence. With PC, mobile, Xbox, you know, obviously they're going to be streaming to Xbox platforms that you know for non-cross-gen games. Um, and they'll be on the new uh, Xbox Series platform. So, like, they're they're gonna be okay. They're not. <laughs> people keep and it's like some of these other uh, <clears throat> people keep putting out those like UK um, sales charts to like this is. And I just saw another one. Oh, seven percent of the UK physical sales of Hades. Seven percent was Xbox. And then they're like 93% was PlayStation platforms. Not saying that, you know, uh, 70% was like PS5, 23% was PS4. Well, why is 23% of it only on PS4? Don't they have like over 100 million consoles sold compared to that? Still, if you want to conjoin the whole of the Xbox, it's still double. So why is it only 23% versus like, like exactly? Um, it's it's just kind of a dumb argument, especially when they say like seven percent. No one knows what well, what does that number represent. You can't just say out percentages when you don't know what that represents. Seven percent, okay, of what? <laughs> so I mean, and it's just stupid stuff like that. Basically, them saying like you know Xbox users don't buy games. Yeah, that's that's BS. There's no way. Uh, and even look at it, the charts for MPDs. Um, Resident Evil eight months after release is still in the top ten. I think it was like eight, but that game was I think broke records for Resident Evil. It's not going to break records 
if it's not selling well on the Xbox platform, it has to sell well across the board to like outdo the hype that was, you know, uh, Resident Evil 6 at the time, even though that turned out not to be a bad game or to, you know, or I know it was Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 5 was the uh, was the leader until the recent, uh, I think, uh, RE7. Um, but like to, you know, to outsell and, you know, just be the in top the previous Resident Evils, it's going to have to sell well on all platforms, not just PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, listen, they, 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 they've always had these stupid questions with Phil, uh, you know, still asking him about scale bound and stuff. And, <laughs> and part of it is that Phil is accessible and he's really, uh, you know, nice enough to do these rounds where, you know, Sony doesn't even talk half the time or they talk very limited. And uh, maybe they're smart for doing that because it's just stupid because some of the stuff is taken out of context or they just want to, you know, make it a news day, uh, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about this thing, not that this has changed, but it's one of the strangest things and it's completely uh, 180, but I know we're doing it at the end of the show. Have you guys seen this abandoned stuff? Oh, and, yeah. And, and how... Yeah. Uh, that's been abandoned the real now, life waiting game. Yes, I honestly now, now this is not like you know, I'm not trying to you know get the other side or play play games yet. That is honestly one of the strangest situations I've ever seen, and I honestly think they might never make the game. Like like I don't know what's going on there. Have you like what is your comments on that? I just wanted to ask the panel before we go because I thought it was very interesting. And I know a lot of people, uh, you know, have seen the, what went on with that. I mean, it's, for it's me, I think it's a scam, but, right? I think it's definitely smart marketing. People keep saying this is going to blow up in their face. You know, if if this isn't Kojima or Konami related, if it's not one, at least one of those, this is going to get destroyed. I'm like, are we sure about that? Are you sure that whatever abandoned game there that was going to come out, if anyone was even going to give it a second look? Had they not stirred up all this publicity, you wouldn't probably even know what their game was. You wouldn't even know about their studio. Now we know what Blue Box Studio is. Would you even know their name with all all this publicity? Probably not. So, I mean, I think it's going to, if the game's good, people are going to know, okay, cool, this game that they released, it didn't end up, you know, they may have catfished us. Um but you're going to know what that game is once they release it because everybody's anticipating. And they're like, oh, let me check out the app. It, uh, they're just on the, you know, they have them on the edge of their seats, all of Twitter. It was even uh, trending. It's actually pretty smart. So if, as long as whatever they do is good in quality, people are going to eventually check it out because they're all waiting on the edge of their seat. So but, but that's just it, though. I looked at the tweets that say this developer's track record and they either pull their games like uh, they don't they don't release them or they are released and they're very terrible. Uh, these guys are spotty at best. So I don't know. I mean, maybe this is the first time they'll get their act together, but I don't know. I mean, th- there's a clear pattern that that's emerging with these guys. Yes, we know about them. We know they exist now more than ever, but uh, that's not necessarily a good thing when they can't they didn't, they didn't never made a single quality game before. Or release them for that matter. Hmm. Yeah, as long as they deliver. But yeah, if they don't release a game at all, then yeah. But it, it's hilarious that people think, oh, it has to be. It's Konami and Kojima. Like, 
did, were you guys not around in 2015? Did you not? Did you not see what happened? Like they, <laughs> they, they went. They were so petty. Even at the award show, they wouldn't even let him come on stage. They're like, nah. And no, they were even even worse. They went and made sure that there is no mention of Kojima's name on the like physical releases. That That's I think right. they ended up putting like stickers on them. They even renamed his studio. They even then put special provisions that um, with his studio that he couldn't basically kind of limiting his access because it was kind of fishy how PT got released because he was like the vice president. So he actually had cachet where he could actually, you know, this rumor, the theory was, um, and there's a good YouTube video on it that breaks it down line by line. You're like, holy crap, this may have been what it was releasing PT without Konami's uh, knowing. And because he, he worked closely with Andrew House at the time that signed him on on that deal right you know it was funny right after he got out of konami um and he released pt so all he had to do he had the authorization he was like vp and then basically like yeah andrew house i'm gonna release this because it was weird how that uh demo just got came out of nowhere and just showed up and then it made immediately konami was like oh shit pull this this is what the hell <laughs> and they're like, we're taking this away. And they did it pretty quickly uh, where they were like, hey, we're pulling this after whatever deadline. So why would they pull that if they didn't? Obviously, Konami didn't authorize it because why would they, you know, freak out and pull everything immediately like they did? So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just... somehow working together for this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I for the past few months, like I've been watching videos of different content creators going down different rabbit holes, trying to connect Kojima to Blue Box to Silent Hills and, oh, Abandoned is really Silent Hills or whatever. And there's just nothing. There's nothing there. I mean, it just seems to be like some kind of trolling attempt. What was it? A couple of days ago, they released some kind of an app on the PlayStation Store, and it was just, like, nothing. And then it, like, glitched out or something, and then people were pissed. And uh, I don't know. It, like, what is the deal with this studio? I just, uh, like, uh, MLD, was it you that, that said that they have a poor track record of releasing games as well or something? Like, it's just, it just, I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, from what my memory, uh, what, Steam Early Access, they promised updates, never came, pulled it. Um, mm. it, it. It just seems like that cycle, like, times five. Like, they release a game incomplete, or they, they kickstart something. Oh, either way, they, they promise something down the road, never comes, pull it. Next year, they announce something else, rinse, repeat. Like, it's just, it's just really sketchy. I don't know how so they got Sony's funding, but I think Sony got catfished with this, guy, with this game. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, yeah, the first trailer uh, for Abandoned, I was like, okay, well, you know, it kind of has a cool feel to it. You know, I, I'll, you know, I, there's a little bit of an interest there. But then nothing. You know, just nothing. There's been all this, like, fan hype, fanboy hype, but there's been no substance behind the game. So, I don't know. I just, like, it's just, it's a sad situation that we got here, and, uh... You know, Kojima's kind of been dragged into this. Sony's kind of got, you know, 
some egg on their face with this. It just it's just such a weird position to be in. I don't know. Like uh could if, this be their scale bound? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not trying to be that guy in the room, sorry, but I really hope that they're not pulling everybody's you know leg. They're not fooling everybody. This is either the world's greatest marketing campaign or this is just going to be just a very disastrous situation. But I'll just definitely say that um, Phil Spencer is a very, very nice guy. We all know that. I think Jim Ryan would like come down on the thunder on, on this developer if by some chance they uh, try to turn this into a scale-bound situation where it's just a, an absorbent waste of money with no with basically no end result. Um, and I really do think that probably more than likely, like you'd, they'd probably get the wrath of whatever Jim Ryan and the executives would want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, again, we'll find out in the coming days, uh, what becomes of this. Like, it's just, yeah, it, it's such a, sh a shit show right now. It's not even funny. Like, thankfully Xbox is not involved in this whatsoever. So, uh, just kind of sit back, guys, and relax. Get some popcorn out and uh, <laughs> kind of enjoy the show there. I mean, it's sad. You know, you don't want to see anything like this happen. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting The uh, as the events unfold. Um, all right. Well, I... here's a here's a down. Here's a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Is is this one of the reasons why Sean Layden is not around? Because how did they get signed on in the first place? Hmm. No, I don't think. Honestly, I think it's 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 something where um, Sony will just wash their hands of of them if they if they you know are indeed a scam or can't deliver. Um, the only damage it's going to be doing is damage to. Boop. I think that that studio will go downhill. Now they have made games, but as you you talked about, they really do have a checkered past, and. Uh, I just think it's just pretty crazy how they kind of like went along with this hype and they kind of used Kojima for their own advantage. But I do think it's now, you know, I don't think there's any association to the game. And they have said as much as well. But, you know, they, the, the guy Hassan has talked, he's been talking a lot of crap too. Like he was like only on PlayStation 4 or 5 and, you know, kind of being cocky about it. But, you know, for them to say we're going to have all this stuff, then take it down saying there was technical difficulties, then deleting the tweets, and then putting the same trailer that they showed originally up. Uh, and acting like that was something that was very peculiar. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, I would be surprised if that game... Uh, I think it, it would probably... Uh, it might have some problems. I, I don't know. I would be surprised if if it, if it there's no more bullshit because it, it's been a wild ride since. But I, I've never seen that. You know, you just expect developers to have kind of uh, a level of professionalism. And for them to like say they have technical difficulties, that's fine and all, but then to delete the tweets and then to put up the same trailer that they did and, and think people won't notice or call them out. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree with the the rest of you guys. It's just it's a it's a really crazy situation and uh, you know a mess, uh, kind of bit of a PR nightmare to say the least for uh, Sony and uh, Blue Boxes. Um, ah, dug themselves into a hole, but uh, well, we'll see as uh, the days unfold how everything goes. Uh, I think on that note, guys, it's a good time to end things off for the night. Uh, really good stuff tonight, gents. Uh, also, great crowd, as always. A huge thank you to all the viewers that tuned in tonight. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, a lot of familiar faces, some new ones. Always appreciate it. And, you know, if you happen to enjoy tonight's offerings, then, hey, consider dropping a like. It is always appreciated. Subbing to the channel. Turn on the notifications. And share this out on Twitter, Facebook, and all other forms of social media. Uh, moving over to the TXR panel outros, uh, starting with uh, General MLD, buddy. Hey, really incredible insights tonight, but I love what you bring here. Uh, where can listeners uh, follow you at? Oh, thank you, thank you. That's uh, another great podcast as usual. You guys can, uh, everyone listening can follow me at uh, MLD Ghost on Twitter, General MLD on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I'm on uh, on Twitter daily, always talking about the games, about news updates, and uh, hopefully next week we'll have even more things to talk about with Xbox. Always, always a great time uh, talking gaming with you. Uh, you fine people. Totally, brother. I think we shall. Yes. Uh, judging by how things are looking at this point, uh, moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley, my friend. Uh, hey, always informative uh, having you around. Where can all these fine people in the chat follow you at? Yeah, great show tonight. Uh, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. Um, but yeah, what are we uh, trying to think? What what's our next? Uh, is twelve minutes coming out this month? In like a week or two? Yeah, supposedly the nineteenth. Supposedly no. the nineteenth. Okay. Cool. Yep. Definitely gotta check that one out. I think I can burn through that one. Uh, and that one I can probably play on uh, xCloud probably easily. It's probably not like a high, uh, you know, Twitch <laughs> uh, like uh, Hades. So, um, but yeah, good show. Thanks for stopping by. Totally, yes. Uh, yeah, I plan on uh, picking that title up in a couple of days. And I would keep your eyes peeled in the next uh, few days, maybe even the next show. Uh, I hear an announcement of something uh, TXR related and possibly something 12 minutes related. So uh, yeah, just a heads up on that one, everybody, since uh, Shockley brought it up. Uh, oh, and uh, hey, before we leave here, I got to get to this super chat from Alex as a valve for seven Canadian dollars. Thank you, buddy, or six ninety nine. First off, I want to say hi to everyone in the chat and on panel. I also want to say what these guys are doing with this game abandoned is terrible. Yeah, buddy, it is uh, something really, really weird. Um, words cannot describe really like just the amount of sketchiness uh, that's going on with it. And uh, I hope Sony holds them accountable and just all the you know PlayStation consumers in general because it is just a crying shame. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just got to keep uh, following that, see what happens with that. I mean, just, again, it's just a never-ending, unfolding situation there. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for, uh, for that super chat, pal. Uh, moving on down the list here, Tim. Great stuff tonight, uh, Mr. Xbox Lizard, Lizard himself. Uh, where can the fans <laughs> follow you at? Uh, xCloud, 
Tim Dog on Twitter and XCloud Tim Dog on uh, Xbox. Good show tonight. Um, middle of the summer, not a lot of news. As obviously, we know, but um, you know, uh, a lot of stuff coming down. We're gonna have Gamescom. We're gonna have twelve minutes. Uh, some of the games that just released, Hades released. Uh, I got to get to that. I've been uh, going to Mets games, Giant games all all weekend. Kind of depressed. Got to go to work tomorrow, but got to got to pay the bills. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you for the chat for coming down and every week and listening and people who listen. Thank you, and see you next week. Well said, my man. And uh, Centurion, hey, where can the TXR faithful follow you at, Mister Fifty Cent? Well, thank you, gentlemen. It was an awesome show. Thank you to everyone out in the chat. Thank you for being here. For those interested, please find me at Centurion1307 on Xbox Live, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. And you can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast. All right. All right. And, hey. To round this off, this is Invader, and uh, you know what? You can find my content over at on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Guys, this is short and sweet. Thank you again for uh, coming to, to watch the show. We really do appreciate it, as always. And we look forward to seeing you all back here next Sunday. So uh, we will catch you later, folks, and uh, have a great weekend.